Hello, and welcome to Two Pews in a Pod. Join us as we explore faith in a modern world with the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Now here are your hosts, Pastor Paul Baglios and Pastor Ginger Bennett. I'm Paul Baglios. And I'm Ginger Bennett, and welcome back to our podcast, episode three of six, talking about baptism. So today our discussion is, what does God promise to do in baptism? What a wonderful, wonderful thing to think about that God has already um, done the work and is continuing to do that in our lives. So um the first thing I think about, of course, is God claiming us in baptism. What's the first thing you think about? Well, you were saying back in our first episode, talking about the baptism of Jesus, that voice, mm. then the, the voice from heaven that declares, uh, this is my son, the beloved, or depending on which gospel you're reading, right. you are my son, the beloved. One of the things that God promises anybody in baptism is essentially the same as was promised to Jesus. You are my beloved. Mm -hmm. And that is a promise that is unbreakable. It is. God's determination to fulfill that promise and to hold it intact, no matter how we might try to shake against it, to to break it apart, um, baptism is God's declaration that we are, in fact, among God's beloved, and that nothing will, as is said in the letter to the Romans, nothing will separate us from God's love in Christ. Even if we're ornery to one another, right? Even if we're ornery <laughs> to one another. We were teasing earlier about, you know, our, our feet are close here, we might kick each mm-hmm. other or something. Even then, right, <laughs> God still loves us. Even when we disagree, God still loves us and claims us as God's own. Well, and the image of kicking is apt um, because there are many ways in which all of us kick against Mm. God's intentions for our lives. Um, Baptized people, perhaps even more vigorously, can kick against God's intentions. We can put our feet towards directions that are turned away Mm -hmm. from God We can set our hearts and minds on matters that are away from God. But in baptism, God promises, again, as Paul so beautifully and compellingly puts it in the letter to the Romans, nothing will separate us from God's love in Christ, that we shall be God's beloved Mm-hmm. Even if we live through seasons where we are determined to throw off that identity, mm-hmm. to ignore it or to rebel against it, baptism promises that we are God's beloved mm-hmm. forever. It's beautiful. And it doesn't, unfortunately, promise that we are going to become magically perfect oh, or make all the right choices in life either, right? right? Um, We're going to mess up still, even though we are claimed by Christ and we may we may be trying to follow God and God's example through Jesus, and we may still mess up, even in our trying. In fact, I think the Bible even tells us that no matter how hard we try, we will still 
mess up. Indeed, and we do that both intentionally and accidentally. Mm -hmm. We do it knowingly and unknowingly. Um, we, we take steps in directions that are away from God, mm -hmm. sometimes without being aware that that is happening, sometimes being fully aware that mm -hmm. that is happening. And yet God still promises yes. to come through for us. And and I like to think of God as walking along with us um, uh, on our journey, even when we make those mm -hmm. mistakes uh, or intentional pushback uh, mm -hmm. that we may think of more as a... Um, we may be experiencing a teenage moment in our life where we're like, okay, God... I don't know. I don't know that I can go there with you. I need to see how can you prove to me when God's just like, it's okay. I'm here. Mm -hmm. I've claimed you as my own in baptism, and I'm going to continue to walk with you on that journey. Well, and it is because of the depth and the beauty and the wonder of that promise that God makes to us that in baptism, mm -hmm. we are also asked to make reciprocating mm -hmm. promises and underlying all of them is the intention that we would not live our lives unaware mm -hmm. of what God has promised to us. We would not be ignorant mm -hmm. of that promise. Yeah. So the promises that are asked of people at the occasion mm -hmm. of baptism are really all intended to try to ensure that every baptized person will know Mm -hmm. the identity that they bear. Yeah, and and for folks who are baptized as an infant, um, they may not have made that promise themselves, but they have parents and sponsors that walk through this journey mm -hmm. with them and and our questions then are questions that that are specific and say, will you bring them to the sacraments? Mm -hmm. Will you put the word of God in their hands and, and teach them so that they have this understanding of uh, what it means to be a Christian? What mm -hmm. does it mean to follow uh, Christ in that way and be claimed in, in that? I, I love especially the one about the word of God. Mm -hmm. um, placing in the child's hands, if, if the person is a child, mm -hmm. um, the Holy Scripture, which is not just about a book. Mm -mm. It, is, it is about God's own living word mm -hmm. to which Scripture bears witness. Mm -hmm. And I love the practice here at Evangelical Lutheran Church, which is similar to what many other congregations do, that we provide um, copies of the Bible at in age-appropriate editions or versions to the young people of this congregation mm -hmm. at different milestone occasions mm -hmm. of their lives. And one of the interesting things with uh, the world we live in today where it seems like you can get just about anything, that there's even a board book version of the Bible for our youngest folks mm -hmm. to begin to understand what, what are these foundational stories for us? And there are also books that are board books, again, for our youngest people that uh, begin to talk about what are the sacraments of baptism and communion and, and how does that make them available so that, that we can begin to think about um, those, uh, those promises even before we're old enough to 
even understand what they are, mm-hmm. we can begin to um, engage with God on a new level. And I think that's the beauty of, of our faith is that um, there's no age requirement. Yeah, I mentioned in the previous episode that I was baptized at approximately two months mm-hmm. of age and, of course, had no awareness of this. <laughs> but um, my parents and my godparents, mm. who had brought me to baptism and, and presented me and stood with me at that occasion, then later, as I was growing, mm-hmm. Uh, they made sure that I understood that um, I was part of God's baptized community in Christ, and they brought me to the occasions in which I could grow in that mm. awareness. Yeah, well, you know, I was just thinking of a course I took that um, there is this theology of of lived faith, right? This this lived example, and I'm thinking about all the different ways that um, we are invited in through baptism to live into our faith and to um, the differing ways that our families lean into those promises that they've made that give us not just a book, right? We talk about putting the these books in people's hands, but also we're watching it play out. Yeah in their lives and in their actions. What a beautiful uh, understanding of of theology that is lived theology, right? And that is the priority. Mm -hmm. Um, No one really learns how to be a Christian (laughs) by reading about it in a book. Similarly, there was something that I was listening to uh, that was reminding me you can't learn to play a musical instrument by reading a book about it. No? You don't learn to play a sport by reading a book. That's about, where I've gone wrong. About, <laughs> about the sport. Right. You, you learn by doing. You learn by doing in the company of others. Mm-hmm. And books can be helpful mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. hone your understanding or to give you deeper insight. Mm-hmm. But the lived theology that you're talking about Parents and godparents or other baptismal sponsors assume a weighty and a sacred responsibility literally to teach by their lives Mm. what it means to be a Christian and to walk wet. Right. Which means, of course, that in order to sponsor someone or to have your child baptized, you don't need to be an expert on the Bible or on the sacraments. You don't need to go to seminary first right? (laughs) so that you can then walk somebody through this. It is living into where we are. And and I love this idea that that our our baptism is something that we do in our community Mm -hmm. of of the church, right? So it's not you and I in a room with this person doing this secret thing, right? It's that we are joined together with all of the people joined and in these promises. Not only are the parents promising that they're going to walk along with, but the congregation That's makes right. promises too. Isn't that wonderful? The congregation, the larger Christian community, promises to support right. each baptized person um, in their walking, in their walking wet, in their walk with Christ, right. in their life of faith. And they do this in 
numerous ways. Right. They, well, the Bibles that you uh, mentioned, that's, that's, that's right. a good example. Um, you know, this particular congregation makes sure mm -hmm. that there is a supply of Bibles to be gifted to mm -hmm. our young people at Devotions. milestone occasions, yeah. devotional books. Mm -hmm. But the community's life here at Evangelical Lutheran Church also provides for all of its members, mm -hmm. opportunities mm -hmm. for service, for learning, mm -hmm. for fellowship, for worship, for right. prayer. Those opportunities are so that we ourselves can continue to live out our baptism, mm -hmm. right, through our community of this congregation, but throughout the wider community here of Frederick, mm -hmm. but throughout the world, right? And it's not just Frederick Christians we're talking about, any church, any community, mm -hmm. when a person is baptized, um, that community promises to take them in and to hold them. But uh, you mentioned the last episode when people transfer from one congregation mm -hmm. to another. It is, again, that affirming of their baptism that we accept them into our community and say, as a baptized person, we are taking on those promises that were once promised before, we are promising them to mm -hmm. you anew that we are standing with you in solidarity and we are walking this journey together. It's such a beautiful thing. No one is a Christian alone. No. Um, there is no Christian life. There's no alone. Jesus and me alone, right? Right. Um, <laughs> Christian life is always life in community. Yeah. And for that reason, um, Baptism is a very public affair, mm. even if the community that may gather for the baptism is small, mm -hmm. there never is any such thing as a private baptism. Right. It's always public. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, baptisms occur in the full gathering of the congregation for mm -hmm. worship, happening yeah. in the midst of the larger community. They're an, an occasion for celebration, mm -hmm. an occasion for not only promises being made between God claiming this child and parents and family and congregations to them, but it is, it is again, it's that new beginning. Mm -hmm. I love that image of, uh, again, of Jesus' baptism itself being that wonderful um, thing that we are uh, emulating, right? We are looking to and saying, this is the beginning of our journey as claimed children of God. There's a sense in which it's also a brand new beginning for the entire congregation mm. because each baptized person, even if um, there's only one person being baptized on a given occasion, and even if that person is very young and very tiny, there's a sense in which that person becomes the mission mm. of the whole community. Mm -hmm. The whole community undertakes to model the Christian life for mm -hmm. that person, to provide opportunities for their growth in the mm -hmm. faith, for their walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I find it exciting to think about every baptism being the renewal of the entire congregation, a that new beginning. Beautiful. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful way to look at it because, yeah, not just that one person is beginning a journey, but we are all beginning anew. And, and you know, as we think about that, right, at different stages in our life, we're called to new things and we're called to, um, we, 
we have a new understanding because maybe life experiences have given us a new understanding or the world around us is starting to change. So sometimes that new promise or that new um, person that is being baptized, um, what living into supporting their baptism Mm -hmm. may look different than it did for you or I, right? Um, In all of those years ago since we were baptized, it, uh, it may look a little bit different, but the purpose is still the mm-hmm. same, right? Is to support and walk along with and accompaniment. I love that idea of an accompaniment, right? To join together. Because you're right, we don't do anything alone as mm-hmm. Christians. We are followers of Christ. And Jesus didn't do his ministry alone. He had folks that joined with him in every step of the way. Well, and when Jesus calls us into relationship with him, that also means being called into relationship with everyone else mm-hmm. he has called into relationship with him. That can be very irritating. <laughs> I know, at I was thinking whether we get along or not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but again, I love this idea that um, the role of the entire community is vital to what occurs in baptism. Mm-hmm. And For any member of the congregation, it may simply be that showing up, Mm. showing up for worship to add a voice to the prayers, to the hymns, Mm -hmm. to add presence to the Mm -hmm. gathered body Mm -hmm. is a way to fulfill the promises made on behalf of every baptized person Mm -hmm. to be be that community and to be committed to showing up as week by week the community is reconvenes and is regathered in the Holy Spirit. I think that's a wonderful uh, ending place for us today as we think about how God is showing up. And next week or the next episode, we should uh, kind of explore a little bit more in depth what that might look like. Well, we're going to be talking about particular practices associated Mm -hmm. with the ritual activity of baptism. That will be episode four in this series. Thank you for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. I'm Paul Baglios. And I'm Ginger Bennett. This has been Two Pews in a Pod, a podcast led by the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.